Hello and welcome to Chapel Chats. I'm your host and chaplain, the Reverend Dr. Hannah Adams Ingram. Today is just a short mini episode to check in. We are so excited that we have six full episodes up already, and we've got other episodes coming. But today, we're going to call this a Chaplain Community Check-In. It won't be long, but what I hope it offers is just a small gift that speaks to you where you are right now. I'm very aware that a lot of people don't know what a chaplain is. So let me take a minute to catch you up. In the shortest definition ever, chaplains offer spiritual care to the community. They are ministers, but there are two things that set chaplains apart. First, they're often found outside of the church. Think of hospitals or military, or in our case, college. Chaplains minister to people outside of the church. The other thing that sets chaplains apart is that they are there to minister to the whole community, not just one specific religious group. Chaplains are leaders in their own faith tradition, but they are also trained to care for people of other religious backgrounds. So here at FC, the chaplain, that's me, offers care to the whole community. This happens through one-on-one meetings, through this podcast, through prayers and blessings at large events, and so forth. I get to just live life with you and support and cheer for you all as you make sense of the world and your place in it. It's really just the coolest job here but I'm a little bit biased. One other thing chaplains and spiritual leaders do is name what's going on in the community. To name the pain and stress, and by doing so, demonstrate that none of us are alone, that we are experiencing these things together. Dear community, we are going through a lot right now. We are worried about COVID on campus. Some of us are here on campus and some of us are now home, all trying to make sense of what is going on while still charging ahead in our classes and our work. COVID-19 is not just hitting our campus and our communities, but it's hitting our highest levels of national government amidst an already tense election season. All of this is stressful. We don't know what to expect from the days ahead. All of this is happening while you are a college student with midterms and papers coming up and relationships and friendships and sports teams and organizations. You're trying to hold all of this together in a very stressful and, dare I say, unprecedented time. If you are tired, I know why. This is a lot. Take a deep breath. 
You're okay. You're just going through a lot. So I have two themes I want to offer to help ground us today and buoy us for when life like this is hard. First, resiliency. So people have done hard things before. And because of that, we know we can do hard things too. We can make it through this. Many of our religious traditions or favorite history legends are about resiliency and persistence in the face of what is truly difficult, in the face of the unknown. As writer Glennon Doyle reminds us often, if you follow her on social media, we can do hard things. We can. You come from a long line of folks who have done hard things, both on campus and in the world. So for just a moment, I want to invite you to think of a hero, real or fictional, that inspires you in the face of the big, difficult, unknown. Who can you look up to? David, who fought the giant. Mary, who bore the Christ baby. Esther, who stood up for her people to the king. Your ancestors, who served in wars or sacrificed at home to keep everything together under the hardest of circumstances. Your ancestors who fought for freedom from enslavers. Maybe just parents who went to college for the first time. Or were single parents. Or working jobs are difficult to make sure that there were food on the table. The reason we tell these stories is to remind us of the hard things we can do so that we keep going. For me, my faith in God envelops me. But these stories of resiliency ground me in the real hard things I face now. I know God loves me. I know God has my back. And yet it's these stories that inspire me that tell me, even as a person, as a human, as a mere mortal, I can still do hard things. The second thing I want to offer today is hope, hope and creativity. There's a concept in theology and philosophy that I've always been inspired by, and it is a suggestion that God is creativity, that God is creation, that all of creativity That energy that invents and makes new things is God. If you're hearing this today and you're from one of the Abrahamic faiths, that is Christianity, Judaism, or Islam, this might make you think of the original creation story. The very first thing we know of God is that God creates. For Christians, That spark of creation continues throughout the tradition as we talk about Christ offering new life. Everything is being made new all of the time. 
The reason this is so inspiring is it suggests that nothing, nothing is ever stuck that cannot experience new life and creation. Nothing is stuck. When we as people are stressed, we often feel like nothing can change, right? We get tunnel vision. We can only see the problem. We think it's hopeless. We think there's nothing we could do to change anything. That everything will keep being miserable. But if you think of God as divine creativity as launching new paths out of old systems or sparking inspiration where there was none before, then we have hope that another way is possible. In womanist theology, that is, theology written by black women out of their experiences in this world, God is always making a way out of no way. Let me say that again. There's an idea, there's a belief that God is always making a way, a path out of no way. That when we feel stuck, when we feel like everything is closing in, that God can still make a way out of that. You might feel stuck, stuck in pain, stuck in anxiety, stuck in an overcrowded schedule that has no time for the rest and joy you need to persist. But there's hope that with a little bit of creativity, a little bit of spark beyond what we see right in front of us in a given moment, that there is a way out. So how do we tap into that spirit of creativity? Sometimes we need other people in our life to help pull us out of the tunnel vision. This could be friends, family, and sometimes this can be counselors and chaplains and other professionals. The way things are is not how they have to be. If you feel stuck, reach out and ask for other perspectives that you're just not seeing right now. But there's a larger problem we have to admit to that keeps us stuck. And that's how we feel when other people make decisions for us that feel outside of our control. So I have two things I want to say about that. First, if there are decisions being made outside of your control that make you feel stuck, process these out with someone. Decide what is and is not in your control and seek to find creative ways to address what you can, even if you can't affect it all. The decision to do virtual classes this week, for example, is not in your control, but how you engage with those classes is in your control. What you do outside of class is in your control. How can you make sure you're still connecting with friends and getting outside and moving your body and so forth? Friends, I literally have a list in my office that is labeled things I control and things I don't control. <laughs> I look at this list 
any time that I need to be grounded when I am stressed. So I spend more time changing what I can than stewing over what I can't. I can't control the pandemic, but I can wear a mask and only engage in lower risk social activities. I can't control the pandemic, but I can connect with those I care about so that we can all get through this together. Okay, and second, this message is for those of us who are making the decisions that impact others. We cannot find space for creativity and rest and resiliency without your help. You bear responsibility for how you make decisions for others. And this goes from the highest to the lowest level. Whether you are a student leader making decisions for your organization or a student in a group project trying to figure out how to bring you all together, or you are a professor making decisions for your, for your class, or if you are an administrator making decisions for everyone, we must build space for grace in a difficult time. Things cannot be the way they have always been right now. But that can be a good thing. The more of our expectations we let go of, the more space we create for new life and new inspiration. It is such a delicate tension, as there are obviously things we must continue to do with commitment and dedication. We can't let go of everything. But if we hold too tightly to everything, we won't have the space to be open to the surprising delight of new inspiration, the buzz of energy that comes with creation. My advice here is to determine what must be done, bare minimum, and make decisions from that list rather than the list of what things have always been done before. What needs to be done? And then, if we loosened our grip on the other list, we might be surprised by the inspiration that comes in the available space that helps us meet this moment we are in better. Not the moment we were in last year, but this one, now. How will we create the space to meet this moment better? That is the challenge. So much for a mini episode, right? Man. Okay, so let me sum this up. I'll try to sum it up at least. Let's see how short I can make this. Okay, one, life is hard. Two, we can do it. Three, let's focus on what we can control. Four, let's focus on what needs to be done. Five, by letting go of the other stuff, maybe, just maybe, we create space for new life and inspiration that helps us in this moment of life being 
hard. The energy is going to be in the creativity, y'all. That is what we need to tap into. And we can't do it without some space. Okay. Can we try this? Can we think of our lives? What is in our control? What is not in our control? The decisions we are making for others and for ourselves. What we need to do and what we might be able to loosen up a little bit on so that we can see what arises in this moment. And in doing so, have the strength and resiliency to get through this moment. That is what I have hope for. And I will carry this hope and love for this community, knowing that another way is possible. We can do hard things, but we can do hard things better with space for creativity. I want to end in a blessing, a prayer for my community, for you whom I love. Oh, my dear beloved community, may you find rest when you close your eyes so you have energy for the days ahead. May you find joy when you're with your loved ones so you have energy for the days ahead. May you find holes in your calendar so you have energy for the days ahead. May you let go of your expectations so you have energy for the days ahead. And in the rest and the joy and the space, may we encounter the living God of creative energy that makes all things new and makes a way where there was no way. Amen. Friends, I pray safety and healing for you all. Please keep wearing masks and declining risky invitations and keep trying to keep each other safe. We're in this together. Love to you all.